Hiring? With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, and you can do it all with a single click. Try it for free. That's right, free at ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Prisco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Pick 6 Podcast, Sunday night, week 8 in the National Football League as we break it all down with you. It's Nick Costos, Pete Prisco, and Jason Lockenfora, Will Brinson on assignment. And by assignment, Pete, I mean he's probably facing the wrath of a very, very angry wife after he spent the weekend watching his NC State Wolfpack get beaten down by Notre Dame. What a waste of money on that trip, huh? They got destroyed. But he had a good Where time, he though. Go? He went to Notre Where Dame, and Notre Dame, NC State in, in uh, South Bend. Uh, I hope he didn't get too much mud on his loafers. No, I think he probably did, but I'll tell you what, he had great seats by SeatGeek. We'll really? Talk about them in, yeah. In, in, we'll talk Good about them him. in a little bit, but guys, what a sensational game. Pete, you and I were watching in the green room here. This might have been the game of the year in the National Football League. The Seahawks beat the Texans 41-38, up and down, 400-plus passing yards by each quarterback, plus four touchdowns by each quarterback, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson. Pete, this was sensational. Yeah, it was, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love seeing quarterbacks throw the football around the way they did, and uh, yeah, they made their mistakes. Both of them made key mistakes in the game, but they also responded every time they did, which is a good sign. Uh, you know, look, we expected when we saw the schedule come out that we'd see two teams running the football and smashing each other on defense, and we didn't see any of that. There were so many busts in the coverage on second, in the secondary and coverages. Uh, but look, credit to the quarterbacks. They both played very well. They made some mistakes, but uh, I know Jason's going to slobber over a certain quarterback in Seattle. I'm going to slobber over both of them. I mean, look, I mean, they the, deserve the, the it, interceptions right? look, look, look bad for Watson, but, I mean, the one at the end is whatever. And one of the other ones, you know, I, I don't know that you can kill them for. They're going to make mistakes. They, part of the reason the defenses look so bad is that those – I mean, what they were doing, moving the pocket around, and, I mean, they were so utterly unpredictable. I mean, it, it – it was a master class from both of them, and it was literally like anything you can do, I can do better, and whoever gets the ball last is going to put this thing you know, through the hoop for the final time. It really felt more like a basketball game, like a fast court, you know, full-court, fast-break basketball game than it did a football game, especially in 2017 where most of these games are slog-fest and the 1 o'clock and the 9.30 games stunk again. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was tremendous fun to be in there in studio with all these guys and see Coach Tower and Phil Sims and everybody getting fired up. And we actually were cleared. Like, we were basically done. We could leave and nobody left the studio. We were all like, nobody's taking the makeup off their face till this game's over. Like, it was, it was that good. You, you um, have, you have an anecdote that you can share with us, Jason, from watching the game with all those guys? Our listeners will probably really groove on that. Um, I mean, nothing like, you know, earth-shattering, I and mean, it would be the same as sitting there with any five guys who are really into football, um, you know, at a bar, except nobody's drinking. Um, well, nobody except for me, Pete, because, of course, I had a flask, right? You know, I, I got the first couple gin and tonics going by halftime of the 4 o'clock game. There, there you go. go. There's, There's your there. national anthem. Yes, sir, here, let's play. But, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I it, was, it, was just, it was just a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, and, and especially Nate, just the way that, like, he was talking about that he tweeted comparing Sean Watson to Tom Brady a few weeks ago, and he took a lot of SHIT for it on Twitter. But he's like, when you see the game, like the wide receivers, like the way they keep plays going for you and the way that, that, that Deshaun just knows where to put it. He's like, he does a lot. He's like, his pocket awareness, his, his confidence, um, his ball placement. He's like, he does a lot of Brady-esque stuff. There's, there's no other way to put it. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was, it was, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's the most fun when they pick, you know, what, like, even though they have nothing on the line and they don't pick against the spread, like their coward takes the pick contest pretty seriously. So it's more fun when they have differing picks on the games, but I think they pretty much all took Seattle. So there wasn't as much ribbing as normal. That's awesome. And, and you know, Watson, out, Watson could have beaten Brady and the Patriots in Foxborough also. Bill O'Brien, I think, screwed that one up. More on that coming up in a little bit. But, Pete, you said something fascinating in the videos that we do for .com after the games where you said you've been stubborn basically your entire life and entire career, right, talking about not liking mobile quarterbacks. You like the statuesque guys that go through their progressions. And Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson may have changed your mind today. Well, not just them today. Just, Finally. No, no, it's not just it's not just them. This felt like like a eureka. I'm being honest. I'm, uh, you tell me if you think I'm wrong. I felt like this was almost like a light bulb eureka moment for nah, you today. It's not a light bulb eureka moment. It's 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 a byproduct of the way the game is played today. The offensive line play is as bad as we've ever seen in this league. So the idea of your quarterback standing in the pocket, going through his progressions and making the read is almost gone now. I mean, they'll get better as the season moves along, but particularly these two teams. I mean, look, they got Dwayne Brown back, but you're playing against a good Seattle defense that can pressure the quarterback. If your quarterback can't move and, and, and not just run, these guys weren't running. They were running to throw. And yes. that's that's the way it has to be. So that's why I've kind of said to myself, you know, Rodgers does it too. Aaron Rodgers moves and throw too. We're seeing, yeah. you know, you're seeing more and more guys do that. If you're a statue, you're going to be have problems. Now, Tom Brady can get away with it because he knows how to move and slide in the pocket. Back in the day, and he still could, Peyton Manning could do because they know how to move away from pressure. But these guys that stand in the pocket and stand upright and don't move around, they're going to have problems from here on out because the defenses are so fast, Jason, and they can attack, and the offensive line play is atrocious. Yeah, look, I, I, this is this is the way the game's being played now, man. And and the guys who can do it at an elite level are every bit the master quarterback that you know, whoever Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or you know Dan Marino, or whatever guy. That, Slow that your roll a little bit with that. Slow your roll a little bit with that one. They're not quite in that category yet, but I mean, oh, they're dude, they're 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 getting there. I mean, Russell Wilson's career numbers are staggering, bro. I mean, if you just look at the numbers. Across the board for anybody in their first six years, he's he's right there. He's right there with anybody. TDs, TD to interception ratio, quarterback rating. And then if you include yards per carry and rushing touchdowns and things like that, thanks. Forget about it, dude. So I think yeah, this is this is the new reality. And the guys who can do it exceptionally well, again, to me, are every bit the MVP candidate that somebody was from the past when you had to just stay in there and stay in the pocket and take your licks and, you know, swing it like that. I, I mean, look, Brett like Favre had a lot of this in it. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, The guys who can do this exceedingly well are tremendously difficult weapons to defend. One thing I want to add about this, too, and I said this when we were in the green room. I told you, I think, I don't know if I told you or Jamie Eisenberg this, the Nick. I wonder if J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless don't get hurt if the Texans are going to allow Deshaun Watson to play like that. They this. had been, though. When they were both healthy, they were playing like that. 
Well, he only came in. Remember, they were. It was like they had the Patriots game. Watt and Merciless were both there. And Watson hurt. was throwing it up and didn't down get, the field. Didn't he get hurt in that? They game? got hurt on this in the Sunday night game. Right against, against Kansas, Kansas City. City. That's right. Still, that was they were playing from behind a little bit in that game, weren't they? I think I'm they were playing from ahead, and the yeah. Patriots had to come. Back I don't know. I just wonder the if they would allow them to do that. I just think sometimes when you have a defense that you think is dominant, yet your your tendency is to play a little tighter to the vest. It might be the best thing for Deshaun Watson to grow is to allow him to play the way he does. All right, let, let's quickly, let's talk about the actual game itself, and then we'll spin this forward because there's a lot of games for us to get to, and all of us want to go home. So um, I thought Bill O'Brien coached the end of this game with both hands around his neck. You didn't like that. I, but like, yeah. like, like you got to put the hands, the ball in the hands of your quarterback on that third down to win the game, not run for two yards and punt it back. And then, Jason, have you ever seen worse defense than Houston up 38-34? They punted. The Seahawks take over on their own 20. Three plays, 80 yards, touchdown, unimpeded well, comes, to the end zone. Yeah, here comes the three-man rush, and here comes a whole lot. Of, well, they busted, they busted the last coverage. That was obvious. All over the field. But it'd be awful, Pete. Even before that, the two plays before it, the Paul Richardson bomb, Housie in single coverage. Like, a terrible job by O'Brien and company at the end of that game, right? Yeah, I, I didn't like it either. I thought it was bad. Uh, I would have got him on the perimeter. You have a quarterback like that on third third down, you get him on the perimeter, make him, you know, give him a run-pass option, not too complicated. Uh, he's not going to throw the ball into the middle field and turn it over. Uh, if he doesn't have it, then you let him run. I thought that was – they were a little too conservative well, for my And opinion. a lot of the routes, it looked like, for Seattle late in the game and what we were talking about in the studio, it looked like it was just two-man routes, and you know they're probably coming across the middle. You know what I mean? It's like – And and you know what, know. though, Jason? There were a lot of two-man routes on both sides. If you looked – you know, Houston did a lot of uh, max protect and run crossers with two guys as well. I mean, there, it just – the, the pass rushes for both teams were a little disappointed, to be honest with you. And I think that could be a problem for both teams moving forward, although Michael Bennett still gets his pressure. Um, I think the Texans, even with the loss today, are the best team in the AFC South. Better than Tennessee, better than Indianapolis. I don't think they're better than Jacksonville. I think they are better than Jacksonville. I can't because wait. They have, we, because, they have, because they have a quarterback, I can't Jacksonville wait to, doesn't. I can't, they have no defense, though. Their defense is dreadful. I'll, I can't I'll wait. take the quarterback. I can't wait. I usually do, too, but... I, I, I can't wait to week 15 when they got to go to Jack. Did see just John Watson play that defense? I'm just going to be a fun game. Now, Dude, uh, look what he just did in Seattle. I mean, come on. Seattle's defense hasn't played that well, Jason. You know that. Did something last week? We I thought, and I went back and watched that game on tape last week. I thought, okay, here they go. They're back to being Seattle's defense. They didn't. They have for whatever reason. You know, part of the reason is Richardson and Reed haven't played great in the middle, and they get the bodies on those linebackers, and they, they and the coverage. If you you know if you get them protected, you're going to have shots down. You know, they get mismatches. You saw how many times was Hopkins on the linebacker? I mean, that's yeah. a, that's a mismatch for them. All right, so let's move this now to the Cowboys beating the Washington Redskins. Um, Redskins walking wounded like a mass unit on that offensive line, down a number of starters, and the Cowboys really took advantage. Teed off on Kirk Cousins. Big game for Ezekiel Elliott, and Dallas has now won four straight, Pete. Four and three. Don't look now. The Dallas Cowboys are coming. Still two games to play. We'll talk about the seven and one Eagles coming up in a bit here, but I don't think Dallas out of this divisional race just yet, and certainly in the playoff picture. No, they're not. And again, you go on the road and win back-to-back road games. I don't care who you're playing. That's tough to do, and they did it. That gave big kudos to the Cowboys for that. Um, on the flip side, though, I think the Redskins are in deep trouble. I mean, they're almost done. They got what? They're three and four well, now. Dude, they're running out of players. Well, I mean, not yeah, only that, they got to go to Seattle next week. That's going to be a tough game. Uh, they lose that, they're in big trouble. Let's face it: the Eagles and the Cowboys, or the Cowboys, one of those two teams is going to be the division champ in that division, right? I mean, we can almost pretty much say that with certainty yep. now. So the Redskins got to hope that they get hot and maybe get some guys back. And make a run as a wild card, but they're in trouble. That offensive line today—that if that happens to any most teams, I thought they competed today, despite well, the they, fact they, 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 they had a chance down by seven with right. the ball. Yeah, 
I felt like Dallas. I mean, dude, it must be real. That's what Dallas. Dallas had two two big plays that were fluke plays. I mean, the blocked field goal. They changed field position twice when they couldn't move the ball and got points, and still had to settle for three after the first big uh, sudden change. And then the second one um, with the Scandrick return, I guess they finally they, did that. Even turn into a, I feel like that might only been a field goal too. I just wasn't impressed. I don't know. Maybe I'm only too high of a standard, but I, I still. And I when does have, Elliot go too? I, I mean, we don't know that. You know, Jason, probably. we don't know when Elliot goes Do, too. Jay, is there is there any up? And this might be an unfair question to ask you because you may not know, and I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Is there any kind of update on what we've seen with Zeke or, or nothing as of now? I mean, he has a hearing. Excuse me, a hearing tomorrow. That was and, an interesting noise. You no, know, that doesn't mean that the judge will will necessarily make a ruling there, but it, it could come down that way. She, she might. I mean, she's been on vacation for a couple weeks or whatever. There's a lot of people who are inclined to think that. She will be inclined to rehear the case. She rehears the case. He's going to be playing a lot of football. How about next Sunday, by the way? The Cowboys hosting the Kansas City Chiefs in a 4 o'clock game. That'll be a lot of fun. The Chiefs, of course. If he's playing in that game, he might run for 300. And the Chiefs uh, hosting the Denver Broncos on uh, on Monday night football. All right, let's move to the Patriots uh, winning. They improved to 6-2 and two by virtue of their 21-13 win over the Chargers. This was just classic Tom Brady and company Patriots outlasting the Chargers who were in it until the end, but ultimately Patriots win and they did cover the spread. Like I said, they would. Yeah. Uh, bad, well, bad decision at the end. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, rivers, it looked like he was expecting somebody to do something other than what he did. He threw a terrible ball. Uh, but again, the Patriots are finding ways. We got that ball in the end zone too. What did you think? Of? I, I don't know, man. His arm. He- I've been saying this the whole season. Yeah, but, Rivers doesn't yeah, look but right. think about it though. He threw a touchdown pass to Williams that was negated by the fact that he stepped out of bounds. Terrible, terrible move by the, by the wide receiver. He threw a great. He dropped a diamond over the top to Williams, and he dropped it. He threw some good plays. He was under duress today. His offensive line. No, I'm just talking about the final throw. I'm talking about the final throw. Oh yeah, that and was, dude, the safety, the safety turned the game too. I mean, that was just that. That was a bad I mean, play that, by that, Benjamin. Like, what the hell was Benjamin? What was he doing? thinking? Think he's going 99 with the yeah, ball? Yeah, it was Orlovsky. I mean, that was Orlovsky. He has to run back into the end zone and take a safety. What are you doing, bro? Um, the Chargers acquitted themselves, I thought, fairly nicely, though, in defeat. Pass even, rush. Even at 3-5. and five, And look, and I think, and you give credit to the Patriots, brilliant game plan. Like, the, it was get the ball out immediately. Like, Brady's yeah. been Daryl LaMonica bombs away down the field all season. That was not the case in this game, and it, it neutralized Bosa and Ingram for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought that was good stuff from the from the New England Patriots. They, had a co- they know how to coach up there in New England. Oh, uh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard a couple good things all about Bill Belichick. All of a sudden, Belichick. look at the defense the last two weeks, too. I mean, now, but they allowed 14 passing touchdowns in their first six games and 330 a game. But the only touchdown Atlanta had was the one-yard pass in garbage time. And then today, that wasn't quite garbage time, but, I mean, it was a pass. Well, they, they allowed the Melvin Gordon the 87 When they had a multi-score lead. I still think not having Hightower the rest of the way is going to show up in a big way on that defense. Well, I mean, as of right now, it's hard to say that they're not going to win the AFC. No, they're the, they're the winners and, of that. And, and Look be at there their schedule, though. Sunday. Guys, they don't, they don't face a whole lot of offenses. I mean, they get, they get Miami twice. They get the Jets again by the end of the year. When they haven't the played Buffalo one. They haven't played Buffalo yet, right? They get Buffalo twice where yeah. Buffalo might run it down their throat. And, and, you know, that's still a problem for New England. I'd love to see them go out of D-tackle. But they don't face a whole lot of, uh, you know, robust offenses down the stretch. That defense might not be truly tested again until the, play- until you, the playoffs. You'd like to see New England out of defensive tackle? Is that what you said? 
I mean, they'll try. I mean, well, they, they, yeah. they shouldn't have never let Akeem Hicks go. That would have been a nice, nice. Well, I think story well, for another time. Let's turn the page to the team that you guys just referenced, the Buffalo Bills. We'll also talk Raiders, but this was kind of a stunning result for me. Not that Buffalo won, but the fact that Buffalo won this game by 20 points. I think you simultaneously credit the Bills, and you can simultaneously give a lot of crap to what the Raiders showed us today. I think the Raiders yeah, are. In tr- I think the Raiders are in yeah, trouble. The Raiders are in big trouble. Their defense is atrocious. Yeah. Carr threw two picks. He's not playing as well as he expected when you paid him $100 million. And, Pete, you've been saying that all season. Talk about that for a minute. Derek Carr has not lived up to your expectations. Well, I mean, it's not just him, but because I think that defense puts so much pressure on the offense every week to go out and be perfect and make plays. You got you, They know they're going to take the field knowing they have to score a lot of points. And when you take the field knowing that, you press. And when you press, you make mistakes. And I think Derek Carr is getting caught in a situation where he's making mistakes and therefore he's not playing as well as he did a year ago. The defense is awful. To have Khalil Mack on your defense be and be that bad tells you yeah. about the rest of that defense. Yeah, I thought that they'd lose. I love the Bills in this. I should say I love. I don't think I love them. I love I the like, Bills. Like, you like them. Um, and I thought they'd run it down the throat, control the ball, and, and they did. I, I like Tyrod Taylor, dude. I think he doesn't get nearly enough credit. He, he does a lot of the same stuff that Aaron Aaron Rodgers and these guys do. He's not nearly – I'm not saying he's as prolific a passer, but his ability to buy time and be smart about when to run and when to throw the ball. Some of the balls he delivered on the run – um, we're, we're special, and when you can run the ball like that, and then have a quarterback who can buy time, elude the pass rush, and make mediocre receivers look good, and you got a defense that can pack its lunch and play on the road. I like the Pills, and the Pills are going to the playoffs. I'm and, telling you. And Jason, are. Jason, how about They're the fact that they're great at home? They, they and really they are. Their off for Sean McDermott. They don't beat themselves anymore. They went from being one of the least disciplined, biggest knucklehead teams in the league to one that won't beat itself. Could you? It's really you make an amazing point. The 180 from the Rex Ryan like stupidity that we saw with the Bills like on the field with the personal fouls and the penalties really has been eliminated this year. And Jason, you've been all over this from the off season, and I and I, I kind of felt like you ran contrarian to a lot of people, myself included. So I'll give you credit here. When the Bills traded Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby on the same day, I was thinking Pete, you and I were in Vegas when that happened. Remember for the for the Odd Shark trip when they traded um, Watkins and Darby, they lose Stephon Gilmore, they trade Marcel Darius this week, and through it all, Jason, you've sort of been like they know what they're doing here they're planning for the future and this year's not going to be as bad as you think i am shocked because it's not like this is a bills team at full strength the team that we expected them to be back in june this is a team that stripped down a lot of its stars and they're five and two and playing outstanding football just a ton of credit yeah but the last time they they went out on the road they lost to the Bengals. so let's let's hold off on that and here's hold on wait wait wait. before we get to the schedule jay go i want you to credit the bills here because i think they deserve it no, look, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean inherited an unenviable task, which is getting a bunch of guys who have been coddled and primped up and protected and reps covered their flaws and reps covered their warts and reps and Whaley wanted it to work so bad that they enabled certain guys and built them up to be superheroes and there was no accountability. You could punch defensive coordinator at practice and still play that weekend and you could – barely show up for work or show up for work in various states of mental capacity and still play if you were part of the starting 11. And it was a toxic, disgusting culture. And these two who had never done these jobs before came in and immediately had the balls to say, you're gone, you're about to be gone, you shape up or you'll be gone next. And they they weeded things out. They found the core who cared. They figured out their identity and, and, and their sort of personality. 
and they stuck to it. And the guys who stayed have been like, damn, these guys are actually who they said they were. And it's refreshing. And it's not about playing games in the media or winning the press conference or being cute. It's about putting players in a position to succeed. And watch the way Sean McDermott coaches, coaches games, man. It's, it's absolutely infectious. Well, we'll know more about they're them. They're not sexy and they're not pretty. But, dude, they, that's a fun team. Like, I find myself rooting for that team because they're better. Like, it's a, the collective is better than, than the individual it's talent. Be incredible. And a lot They've of done a good job. He's done a good job. But we'll know more about them by December 3rd. Here's their next five games. You ready? Okay, at the Jets on Thursday night, which is never an easy turnaround. No, that's a coin flip game. Okay, at they play the Saints at home. Okay. Tough game. At Chargers, at Chiefs, home against the Patriots. That is a tough stretch coming That's up. a tough stretch. I think they can go three and two. I don't, even if they just go two and three, they're still right there. Yeah, in fact, five and two right now, the Bills have really done an outstanding job, as have the Philadelphia Eagles guys now at seven and one after a pasting of the San Francisco 49ers. Pete Briscoe, are the Eagles the best team in football? Right now they are. I don't think there's any question right now they're the best team. They got pass rushers. They can get attacked the quarterback on the other side of the football, and they have a quarterback who can make plays down the field. I mean, in this league, if you have that, you're going to be competitive week in and week out. So, yes, the schedule's been favorable. I mean, let's face it. They've been home for what, like since October? I mean, first of October. Yeah. I mean, they played – what? how many games they played at home now? Th- three in a row, I think it is. So, yeah, the schedule's been favorable. But as of right now, you have to give the Eagles being the best team in the league. The interesting thing for me would be what do they do in the next 48 hours because I know Howie Roseman pretty well. Howie Roseman, in the worst of times, can't sit on his hand. He's sitting there now saying, I might, I might be riding a, you know, might be riding a winning ticket here. I might be calling in, uh, you know, uh, an exacta, and I'm sitting on it. And what can I do to, to help my odds? And they lost their left tackle. I think he's not averse to adding a running back. Uh, I think he's not averse to adding a wide receiver. And, you know, they keep waiting for Ronald Darby to come back, but I can see him adding a defensive back too. I'm not saying he's going to do all those things, but he's, he's going to have a lot of coals in the fire like Tuesday. Remember, this guy was trying to trade for Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith at this time last year. Now, it didn't come together because price tags were ridiculous in some cases, but they also didn't think they had a real Super Bowl chance last year either. I mean, they're the freaking one seed right now, so they're going to do something. I, I would wager my mortgage, Pete's mortgage, and all the money you'll spend on getting your chest shaved the rest of your life well, hair that product they make also. at least one significant trade by Tuesday. For can, what, can, though, wait, Jason? Yeah, can you define what you mean by significant? And obviously, like, like I, I don't know like, like how, how comfortable you a are answering that question. Starting left tackle, but... uh, starting caliber corner. Uh, All right, left tackle, throw a name out there. Dwayne Brown? They're not going to trade him. Dwayne Brown or Cordy Glenn? I could see them adding somebody like Avante Davis. Like, why would, why would the Bills, why why would the Bills trade Cordy Or Texas? Why would they, either one of those teams trade those tackles? There's no reason to. They need them. Well, the Bills like that. The Bills like their tackles. Well, they like Deion yeah, Dawkins. They like Deion Dawkins, but I, I wouldn't. Uh, the Bills, if the Bills were two and five, I'd say maybe they make that deal. But right now, I say no. And if you're the Texans, you're not going to make a deal to get rid of they Dwayne just Brown. Marshall there. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I have a pretty good handle on what the Bills are. I think if you go look at my track record of Bills reporting since the day I was there, when Marcel Darius didn't show up for the preseason game, like I'm telling you. It wouldn't be a salary dump. It would be a football trade. But if somebody makes a football trade that they think will help them win a Super Bowl in two or three years, a pick that could turn into a 10-year starter, they will trade Corey Glenn. It has to be a football trade, but they'll be willing to make it. And Howie's the kind of guy who'd be in a mode where he's not worried about next year's two right now. 
I just think that this is just this is a story for another time. Probably, I think Doug Peterson will screw it up when it matters the most. That's just my honest opinion. I don't like the guy as an in-game coach, but he's obviously I can't kill him for the job he's done this year. And look, maybe that's part of me being growing up a Giants fan and being a bit of a hater. But I don't know. I just I, I don't feel like when it's all said and done, the Eagles are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Please send me hate tweets at the Costos T H E K O S T O S. Um, how about our New Orleans Saints, gentlemen? Is it our Saints yet, or are they still my Saints, Pete Prisco? Now winners of five in a row after a 20-12 well, win over the Chicago Bears. I don't think anybody Bears. in New Orleans would ever ever hear me say that they, they hate me in New Orleans, but uh, i got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, you picked them. Run game a, I'm going to give you credit because you picked them to win a division. A lot of credit for that. And, and B, that defense, Dennis Allen, is doing a heck of a job with that defense. Now, the Bears aren't good on offense. Let's, you know, they got a rookie quarterback with a few, yeah. what, 30-something passes and completed 14 today. So he's, they're not good on offense. But Dennis Allen has made improvements in that defense. And, and I, Jason, I said this on our shows today. I think Cam Jordan's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. Yes, That's how he good he's be. playing. Yeah. He's playing great football. The corners are playing good football. And because the corners are playing good football, Kenny Vaccaro, who was going to get That's benched early in the season, is now playing good football. Yeah. So, to me, I think Dennis Allen's done a fantastic job with that defense. Are they good enough for the long haul? No. Eventually, it's going to go back where Drew Brees is going to have to have a couple games where he throws for 370 yards and three touchdowns. But right now, that defense is playing good football. Yeah, I mean, this is one where I felt like they bossed the game, but couple of bonehead things, the two Ingram fumbles, you know, where I, I love the way they're running the football, and I love the game Ingram happened. I was I'm, I'm going back and looking at my notes from the various games, and I mean, I was... He kind of got into it on the sideline with uh, with Sean Payton, right? And this is the thing, like, Jay, we're in the green room and yeah. we're, like, every game's on the TV, so little details like that sometimes are lost to us in the moment, and then we find out at night when, like, when we go over everything. What happened there for, like, like were, were they, like, Ingram was, was screaming at him, it looked like, right? I think, well, no, I think Ingram was trying to beg to stay in the game, but he knew he was about to get out because he had fumbled it twice, and I, I got, I thought he was apologizing, you know, but trying to sort of plead the case to stay in the game. And Sean just wasn't going to hear it right then and there. I mean, it was, it was two times and they were both weird fumbles, but he, he's been the horse for that man. And, and, you know, he, he and, and the Camara, they're, that's a pretty damn good one, two punch. And trust me, Sean's not going to abandon the run game anytime soon. So Mark Ringham will get his chances next week. And, and I bet, I bet he feeds off that opportunity and doesn't put it on the ground again. But, yeah, they're, they're a fun team to watch, too. I, I enjoy watching them play. Again, I thought this was a game that they probably should have put away before they did, and Trubisky did what Trubisky does, which is basically nothing for 15, 20 minutes at a time, and then two or three throws that kind of keep the team in the game, and then, you know, they, they, they just stop trying to throw the ball, and then they need him again, so they break the glass, and he makes a few plays. Uh, i got to give a lot of credit to Vic Fangio, dude. Chicago Bears defense. It really no is. And they held the Saints in check today, Jason. They really did. Dude, Brees didn't have a touchdown pass. I mean, Chicago's offense for three quarters of that game was basically just three yards and a cloud of dust. And he kept them in there. I mean, that defense kept them in the game with a bunch of dudes I never heard of. Like, that secondary especially should not be any good. I mean, Vic Fangio's coaching his ass off. It really has been sensational. We will talk about the rest of the NFC in a moment. But first, hiring? 
In need of great talent for your business but short on time, look, you don't have to get lost in a huge stack of resumes. Who wants to look at all those resumes? You know, Some of them aren't that great. You get like the eight-page resume. No one wants to see that. You don't need to do that to find the perfect hire. You just need the right tools. You need smarter tools, and you need that to hire great talent because you can have the best idea in the world. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if you don't have the right people working for you, working for your company, things are just not going to work out. And that's why ZipRecruiter is so unbelievable. Because with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click. After you do that, ZipRecruiter is going to put its smart matching technology to work. It's going to actively notify qualified candidates about your job within minutes of posting, not within hours, not within days, within minutes of posting. So you're going to receive the best possible matches. No wonder 80% of employers, 80%, that's a huge number, 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And again, we want to stress quality candidates and just one day. So you're getting good people and you're getting them in quickly. What could be better than that? Bottom line, ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. And what I want you to do is find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by growing businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. All you've got to do is go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash pick. And speaking of picks, a couple picks thrown Wait, today. Can I, can, I, can I interject with a, with a possible job description? Please do. <laughs> Maybe you could put out there a request for a cat resuscitator. Oh, my God. <laughs> God, you're just cold, man. Cat, cold kind of like his cats after they pass away for a little bit. Jason, that's, that, that is evil. Would you like to respond, Pete? No, I don't care. How about, how about Pete's crack, Jason, to you today before we, we did our FFT hit together? But, about my about what's going on there, like the, but, I went back. Say, I think called a receding hairline. It's like mid back. It's not it's a receding like, hairline. The receding no, hairline like, you need to get uh, plugs for. Back in the hairline, you can use some spray back there if you want to go with that, Jason. Yeah, I may be investing in some Krylon. Cool. I think Pete should invest in a lot of. I Krylon. don't care. Maybe. I don't care. You're going there too, dude. Please, I have a full head of hair. Like, yeah. You keep saying this. You've been saying this for years. I have a full head of hair. It's not going anywhere. I'm going to measure you. it, and then next year we'll do the same thing, and I guarantee it's going to I mean, we have actually, Desjardins, we have had this conversation with Pete, for, the same exact conversation it's gone for back. years. It has not done It's back. gone it's, back. It hasn't gone in. I'm 34 yes, years old. I have a full head of hair. Thank yeah, you very much. I had much. a full head of hair at 34, too. I hate to tell yeah, you that. Yeah, too bad. You're 107 <laughs> now. Um, Panthers and Buccaneers. No. That was a pitiful performance. And the Saints play in Tampa Bay next week. The Bucs are a bad football team, right? It's a bad five team. right now, and Carolina Dude, winning. Dude, Cutter, too. see ya. It was nice knowing you. You think he's going to this huh? year? Got a rating of 88. He's you asked me that today, Pete. If Cutter was going to make it through, make it Do to next year. you think he's year. gone, Jason? It, at the end, I mean, he's gone. The question is, is Jason Light gone, too? And, and wow. It's a weird one there, because the Lovey, the Lovey Smith hire was bad, and I'm told that was driven by ownership. And then they blow him out so quickly, but Jameis looks good as a rookie, so I get it. I, well, I sort of get it. I would have gone out and tried to hire Josh McDaniels and right then and there. But I sort of get that, okay, well, we'll promote Cutter because it's good for the quarterback. Sort of like what they did in Tennessee with Malarkey. I think they're both firing their head coaches in three months. But both have stalled, and it's not pretty. And today the defense actually played a little bit, and all they needed was a score or two out of the offense. And you're sitting there and on the sidelines, and, Sean Jackson looks like he's on another planet, and Mike Evans looks like he wants to cut his own head off because they're so ineffective. And they have left. I mean, you got Cam Brake, you draft O.J. Howard, 
know what I mean? You got you add Deshaun for ten million a year to, to play off of Mike Evans, and they can't they can't do anything. Jameis I mean, looks like he's regressed, Jason. Well, do you agree hurt. with that? You could tell he's hurt. I think he's hurt. Yeah. He did throw for 380 at Buffalo last week, and were it not for a bust in the secondary late in the game, they win that game. So he's hurt. The offense played last week. The defense has been atrocious. This week, the defense was a little bit better. How much of that played. is How much of that is because the, the Carolina offense isn't that good? I mean, that, they're not very good either. No, they're not. They're, this was another game where they – I mean, look, they had seven offensive scores in the two games against Detroit and New England. They've got seven the rest combined the rest of the year. So, no, they're not great either, but – that's what I'm saying. If 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 Tampa would have, they also just I don't like their. I mean, uh, I'm not trying to be Digi Freud, but like they're just collective body language. Like you look when they fall behind in games, you look how they start games. And it's, it's not like, wrong. I don't know, man. It's like, dude, this is like big city. Like this this stuff counts. Like you're two and four, man. Come on, you got a chance to turn your season around. And they were never to me really in that game. And. Yeah, there's going to be macro-level questions asked to that organization now. I mean, Dirk Cutter made my list of the 30 dozen guys who coached the 9.30 or the 1 p.m. games uh, today who are basically the walking dead. I don't know if he's I dead. I don't know if he's dead. I don't, I don't know if he's this dead. This is trending he's in a gotta, bad direction he's for gotta the turn it, He's got to turn it around, though. I mean, if they go if they go 3-13, and 13, he can, he's probably dead. They're hosting ten. They're going to New Orleans next week. They will lose that game. Maybe not. I mean, who the hell knows? Yeah. The NFL's insane, right? So, I mean, really, I mean, who the hell knows what's what's going to happen uh, with uh, with that spot here? Uh, I don't know what game we want. Atlanta. To talk about we haven't talked about. Yes, Atlanta that was the game I was going to do. Yes, because look, I kind of want to give you two the floor here to talk well, about the Falcons. I said the they Jets. saved their season today, and Jason will argue that. But now, Jason, Jason, like, so Jason, just so you know how this went down, we're sitting in the green room. Pete goes, "I think they saved their season." I immediately grab my phone to text you and Will because I knew what would result. And Pete looks at me and goes, "You want to snitch? Why do you got to go and you got to tell them that? Why? Why do you got to do that and stir the pot?" Well, because well, that tells me all I need to know. Because if he actually believed it. Yeah, they saved it. Well, their season's over if they don't win that game. So, of course they saved their season. Wouldn't you agree? If they lose that game to the Jets, their season's done, finished over. If they lose that game, they go into a deep, deep, dark hole that could get really ugly. Right. But just because they won that game doesn't mean it saves their season. They're still alive. The division's not very good. Let's be honest about it. The division we all thought was going to be really top-notch is not good at all. Tampa Bay's not any good. I Carolina, disagree. Carolina and the Saints are both good. Is Carolina good? I think Carolina. They just Carolina's lost two good. games and then beat a Tampa. And struggled to beat a Tampa Bay team that can't score a lick. Ah, they're Carolina's five. And, they're five and three. I like that defense, and I think Cam, when he's physically right, is pretty good. I don't. I still don't think Carolina's good. New Orleans is the best team in the division right now. I mean, I told you that was going to happen. Okay, but go ahead, talk about your Falcons. No, I, I think the Falcons. This is the kind of game you would think, and I don't know this for sure. This is what I'm just speculating on. I think this is the kind of game a team has that can build off of and get going where they're supposed to be. This is a better football team. And they had things happen today that they need to happen going forward. Tack McKinley had a Hit sack. field goals. No, Tack McKinley had a sack. A couple fumbles they, easy, for the Jets. Easy give me Kimmy fumbles that only happened because it was raining like nuts. I mean, yeah, okay. They won the game, Jason. You pull out those kind of games on the road in the NFL, those are tough to do. They will get it going on offense. They're going to be a factor in that division. I don't know if they're necessarily going to win the division. They will be a factor in that division. Don't they still have – they have Carolina. Next three games. At Carolina next Sunday. Third third host, road game, host the, the host the Dallas Cowboys. And then at the Seattle Seahawks Monday night, we'll November 20th. That's 0-3. That's a 0 Oh, You think they're going to lose to Carolina next Sunday? 
I think they're going to struggle to score 10 double-digit points in Carolina. Jay, I'm yeah, curious yeah. your thoughts on this because you've. I, I think you're spot on with a lot of the body language points you've made. It seemed to me like Matt Ryan watching him post-game, like the collective weight of the world had been dropped off his shoulders with this win today. So I kind of side with Pete on what you're saying. I didn't see him post-game. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't he, see he him looked like, like He looked like he had just won the Super Bowl. Like, like, I like, saw like, him like after too, Steve throughout Young that game the Chargers being that so Bowl. utterly in, uncomfortable and being in the rain. I'm like, dude. You're from Philly and you played in Boston College. Like that how how much has that dome gotten in his head? <laughs> All right. Let's go to the London game at nine thirty. Um Jason, uh, yeah, I think we should talk about the Vikings since they're six and two and atop the NFC North. We don't have to talk Browns if you don't want to, but um, we can gloss over this one because we all expected this to happen, Pete. The Vikings taking care of business, thirty-three sixteen. Well, and the Vikings are good on defense. We know that that defense got to be what's going to carry them. The rest Case of the way. Keaton was not bad. He today. wasn't bad. He no. plays. He's playing solid football, not great, but if he can continue to play the way he's playing, they are going to win. The, they're going to win the division. I mean, they're the best team in that division, right? With no Aaron Rodgers, I right. would, say, I would agree with they that. Are. Yeah. So. Uh, they're going to be in the playoffs. Somebody's going to go to Minnesota, and they're going to be with that defense. And if they have to go on the road, defense travels. So you guys like Chase Keenum today? And I'll admit, it wasn't I was awful. He, look, a lot, look, so I, I didn't Cole get to see this game as much as the other ones, but I saw him happy feet. That's who he is. I, I don't know. Maybe I caught him a bad time. That's I think, who he I think, is. I think he's good for who he is. Like he he wasn't good in the way that like Tom Brady's good, but he was good for the way that. No, Keenum I'm not is. trying to compare him to Tom Brady. I'm comparing him to like the Case Keenum who destroyed Tampa, or the Case Keenum who more or less sliced through Baltimore. He yeah, didn't but, even look like that. But but Jason, if he was 27 of 43 for 288, two touchdowns and a pick. If they get that out of Case Keenum every week, they're going to be in the deep in the playoffs. Well, well, yeah, say, but they're also not playing Deshaun Kaiser every week. I guess no, I know. No, but, but, but I'll say this though: so, three quarters and Case Keenum wasn't making many plays. Kaiser was not and atrocious today. Kaiser was not atrocious today. He was, but yeah, but then when they, in the second half when they fell behind, then he was not going to make any plays. No, he didn't throw any touchdowns or any ants, but he was. It was almost like he played it safe a little bit today. Well, I mean, well, I mean, what do you expect when, 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 on, when, when your head coach pulls you every time you make I a agree. mistake? You're, 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 you're like a point guard who takes a couple bad shots and he gets yanked out. He gets out yanked out of the right. game. I mean, it's the same well, coach all, Hugh Jackson. It's a failure. The whole thing there is a big fat test. I mean. Yeah. Well, we know well, how he feels. To me, we the interesting we don't need your, your two-hour uh, two riff on oh, the Oh, no, no, crowd. hold on. This, this is important, Jay. That's, that's the second time I told you to hold on. Pete doesn't did. like that. Uh, no, Jason, shut up. Don't make, the point, make the point about Bridgewater you are just saying. No, I mean, I think, to me, I think the question they're going to have now is when do they make that switch? Because let, let's face it, I mean. Is Bradford not coming back? Are you really winning in January with Case Keenum? I, I don't know. I mean, what about Bradford, You guys Jason? seem to think so. What's that? What about Bradford? Bradford's knee, I mean, he's got a bone-on-bone situation there. I mean, Bridgewater's doing more practical than Bradford. That's, it's insane. Insane to think that Bridgewater could be starting meaningful games. Not in a bad way, but just like who would have thought that? Especially after week one, one of, when Bradford looked like John I Montana. hope that. I by the way, I hope that happens because he might not. He might be one of the nicest guys in the national. And he's a football. damn good. Like people good forget, like, like the Bridgewater playoff game against Seattle in Seattle, or that was in Minnesota, or the outdoor game. They won that game if Blair Walsh doesn't shank a twenty-yard field goal at the end. Yeah. And, then we're, and then we're talking about Teddy Bridgewater beats, and again, it's narrative, but he beats Russell Wilson in a playoff game. Like, the Vikings were trending up with Teddy Bridgewater before that gruesome. I like seeing Case Keenan play well, though, because I can actually sell, tell you at the Combine, nobody was near him at the Combine when he came out, and I went over and talked to him and actually wrote a column saying, yeah, well, this kid will play for somebody. Yeah, well, you also like Christian Ponder. I did. I admit it. Uh, I can't so, admit when I'm wrong. So our guy, Will Brinson. So our guy, I'm wrong all the time. Our guy, Will Brinson. Was Didn't you like Liner, too? No. 
Our guy Will Brinson was at the Notre Dame-North Carolina game on Saturday. He got great seats at South Bend by using our friends at SeatGeek, and you should do the same thing because you guys know this. Look, you guys buy tickets to sports and concerts. It can be a real pain. It can be complicated, but there is a better, simpler way to buy, and that's SeatGeek. It's the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. Look, I, I, we got some coworkers here. We're down here in South Florida, big Miami Heat fans. They got amazing seats to the Miami Heat game at American Airlines Arena this past Monday night. The Heat beat the Atlanta Hawks. They were raving about SeatGeek. It is just a great product. They've got a seamless mobile experience. You buy and sell tickets in just two taps. It helps you find the best seats at the best prices. And best of all, it's fully guaranteed. No BS, fully guaranteed. There's nothing like seeing your favorite team, your favorite musician in person. SeatGeek's going to get you closer to the action for a great value. And again, the app is just awesome. Will Brinson used it to get tickets to Notre Dame NC State. Our buddies used it to get tickets to the Miami Heat Atlanta Hawks game. We have been talking about using using SeatGeek to get tickets next week, Pete, to that Miami Dolphins-Raiders game on Sunday Night Football. Get the hell out of here early. Go check out that game. And if we do that, you bet your bottom dollar that we are going to use SeatGeek. And best of all, if you're out there right now and you've got a concert you're thinking about attending, you want to see your favorite sports team in person, we've got this great call to action. $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's right, $20 off. All you've got to do is download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code Pick six today. That's promo code pick six. You get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, it's the easiest way to buy and sell tickets. And with that, gentlemen, let's close the podcast with one or two more games here. Um, how about the Bengals, man? I felt like Marvin might get fired at halftime of this game against the Colts. Yeah, Jay, you want to talk about dead coach walking here? Marvin ain't making it to next year, is he? Even though they did win today. No, 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 no. The thing that gets me about them is they, they, it's so in their DNA just to do the dumbest thing possible at the dumbest time. Lawson's penalty could have cost the game, and they had another stupid personal foul after that. Like, But, again, I'll go back to what I've said here before. The, the, the discipline always comes from the league office. They just enable it. That. They talk around it, and they, oh, there are guys, and they're playing hard. Like, no, you got to play hard and play smart. Playing hard and playing stupid costs you 15 yards every time. And they just they can't get out of their own way. I mean, they won, but look, how many people are going to be at their games come December when they're, you know, four and seven? Or it's whatever? cold in Cincinnati like, in December, man. Yeah, it is. Dude, nobody wants anything to do with that. And uh, they're, they're, not a, they're not a good football team. I mean, they're just not. And they'll, they'll, they'll you know, they won't get buried. They won't be 5 and 11 just because it's the AFC. And I mean, everybody's going to win six, seven games. But no, they're going to have to make a change. And we'll see if Mike Brown spends real money. We'll see if Mike Brown runs a real head coaching search. Um, we'll see if Mike Brown does a Mike Brown-like thing, which would be, you know, promote Paul Gunther or bring Hugh Jackson back. But I think Marvin will stay in some capacity in the front office, team president, or whatever. Uh, but no, they're going, to, they're going to have to make a change. You think they that, would promote that Paul they're Gunther? They're regressing and they're transitioning. You think they would promote Paul Gunther? I mean, you don't think it's out of the realm of possibility? No, I, I think that's Gunther a possibility. He's done a good job. for that job? He's done a good – they were came in today, sixth in the league in defense. I think he's done a good job with that defense. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be in consideration. And, and again, it's going to be who, – who are they – you know what I mean? Like, look, like, they're not going to be going after John Gruden and Josh McDaniels. You know what I mean? So, for, for given who they're going to look at, which is going to be, what, uh, uh, established coordinator types, 
you you know maybe the best cheap. thing to do is just go with Paul Dunkley. Yeah, well they'll they'll be looking cheap, right? Because that's what that's what the Bengals always do. So the fans of the Ravens and Dolphins, we're going to talk about your team coming up in the Hot Taker Just Right edition of the podcast. This is a Sunday recap only, so Ravens fans and Dolphins fans, don't fret. We will get to you coming up in a couple days, guys. We hit on every game. We're already yeah, done. That's pretty that's good. good for Jason Lockhart Four and Pete Prisco. I'm Nick Costos. Pick six Sunday night. Really appreciate you listening. We will catch you midweek. Don't look at me like that. I know I flubbed it. I talk a lot. I'm no. going to flub when I talk. No, I didn't say anything about that. I no, you didn't say anything. You were staring at no, me as if to say, hey, I jerk. I wasn't even listening to you. Hey, jerk. Yeah, you were, you, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what it was. We will catch you Wednesday for Hot Take and Just Right. We'll